Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, welcome to Steel Wars. I am comedian Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars. Please enjoy this classic clip, which is available in full at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. A quick warning, there is some occasional coarse language, so if you are around sensitive ears or are easily offended, move along to another Steel Wars episode. This is not the podcast you are looking for. Did you know the disco and Star Wars did cross over quite a lot? Like Michael Jackson, when he brought out Off the Wall, he was obsessed with Star Wars, which had just come out, and he changed the lyrics of Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. He changed it to uh, Keep On With The Force, Don't Stop. So he refers to the force. Did he really? In Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Yeah, that internet thing you mentioned earlier, that song is on that. You can Google you know, it. he petitioned quite heavily with George Lucas. They're buddies. Oh, yeah. Or they were buddies. Mm. And he wanted to be Jar Jar Binks. Are you serious? Yeah. And oh when... Oh, my God, that might have worked. <laughs> it couldn't have been worse. But apparently they were at some event somewhere just before The Phantom Menace came out. Like, I don't know what sort of event it was, but George Lucas was there, Ahmed Best, who plays Jar Jar Binks, was there, and Michael Jackson was there. So just... Any day on Rundle Street, basically. Very normal. <laughs> and George Lucas introduced Ahmed Best to Michael Jackson and said, oh, this is Ahmed Best. He's playing Jar Jar Binks. And Michael Jackson, like, just gave him... Like, was really cut. Oh, really? Like, wasn't nice to him because yeah, yeah. that was the role he wanted and was sort of... Right. <clears throat> and, you know, he just couldn't emotionally... Because, you know, he's just a bizarre little kid that got everything he wanted by then. Yeah, of course. And, um... Yeah, really uh, got a bit huffy. Yeah, wow. At Ahmed Best. That's so funny. Imagine being jealous of Ahmed Best. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ahmed, if you're listening. But yeah, imagine uh, an MJ Jar Jar would have been amazing. Would it? I just, I'm very curious. Him moonwalking <laughs> through poo? <laughs> Misa gonna grab my balls. <laughs> 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 Misa love Macaulay. Oh. <laughs> they were buddies. <laughs> Go back to hating Starkiller Base. Now, we've not seen... I think maybe the last time we saw each other was on December 16th, maybe oh. the morning of the 17th. Yes. When we had the big um, premiere at Knox and, and the podcast. And I can... I can, I can barely remember being on stage, so I can't... Yeah, right, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's, it's a one podcast I've never listened to again. Oh, really? Yeah, well, right. Because normally I listen through to them, yeah. like through them to um, take out all the bad reactions to my, my Michael Jackson jokes. But, um, <laughs> but with that one, we had to put up straight away because of the timeline oh, of yeah. just, you know, to get up 
you know, so it was like one of the first podcasts up about the reviewing the film. Yeah. So I've never listened back to it. Mm. Um, but what, what, like, what did you think then? What do you think now? It was a hectic night, and I think you had a lot of people on. I, I remember at the time just going, "Hey, Dave, do you like?" You were saying, "Hey, Dave, do you like it? Do you not like it?" And I, uh, at the time, I said I was on the fence, and um, I, this is possibly a cop out, but I still kind of half like it and half don't like it. I think. Um, First of all, like, my reaction initially was very excited when I was sitting down in the theater. Like, the opening fanfare came on, you know, and I involuntarily stood up. Like, my body just went, whoa, like that. <laughs> like a full-body erection, just whoa. Because um, just so you know, I, I'm not just like, I didn't just come on this just to have fun on a podcast with old mate Steele. Like, I legitly love the, the original trilogy. I just think it's amazing, like... I saw it in the cinema. I built a Millennium Falcon from scratch. That's just how you know that I'm the real deal. I even, I even got lots of tiny miniature stormtroopers and painted them around the Millennium Falcon to recreate the escape from Tatooine in the first film. How did you New build Hulk. a Millennium Falcon from scratch? I got a model kit. Yeah, and I, I built it. <laughs> I didn't. That's not from scratch. That's yeah. from a kit, isn't it? Technically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I built a couch from scratch. <laughs> oh, where'd you get the piece? Oh, IKEA. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Thank you for me, helping me realize the error of my ways. <laughs> La- last year, well, from scratch, I pictured you out in the wilderness, like cutting yeah. down trees, yeah. and it wasn't to scale either. I didn't build an actual full-size Millennium. Oh no, we're one. all aware that your story now is filled with disappointment. That <laughs> I haven't seen Star Wars. <laughs> 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 All right, enough trying to prove myself. Let's just talk about. So I stood up involuntarily and I got excited, and then like Kylo Ren came on. I'm like, holy shit! Look at this guy. When he froze that laser beam in midair, I was like, all right, shit's real. This shit's real. I've never seen that before. And yeah, I, I was in that bit because it was so Star Wars, but so new. Yeah, like it was like, oh, how did no one think of that before? Like, you know, quite often when they introduce new things in to Star Wars, like you know, maybe like the midi corns and stuff, it's jarring. Mm. But that one was new and it was just perfect. Yeah, and I actually do remember sitting there watching that and just thinking, well, this start is perfect. The rest of the film, mm. can it keep up? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like this track record. I, I just thought that opening scene was just. It was so good. Yeah. And it, it asked so many questions, the laser beam hanging in midair. Like, what happens if you walked through it with your face? Like, <laughs> all, what are Only the- one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, um, I think as the movie went on... Do you think... Yeah. What do you think... Like. I'm, now I'm oh, fascinated yeah. with that. Like, you know when someone brings you a pint at a restaurant yeah. and they go, don't touch it, it's hot? Yes. And you have to touch it? Yeah. Like, don't you think just Finn, like, wanted to go up and just go... Just go oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put his tongue on it, like... Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I, think, uh, I think it would be tempting. But this is great the way, like, he didn't even need to put any attention on it. just stayed there in midair. I found this very, very fascinating, and so... That is how... That is what Nick Cody would say is a boss move. Yeah, it is a boss move, yeah. Um, and then I feel like uh, the movie captured the feel... And the universe of the the original trilogy really well, and I got very excited. But then, as the movie went on, for me personally, and um, I think everyone has the right to love it or or 
you know, or not. And you so don't understand how the internet works, buddy. Clearly. Agree with me or pay the price. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. That seems to be very common on the internet yeah. these days, yeah. Um, I felt for me it kind of it hit a lot of the same story beats as A New Hope. And uh, to me, I felt a, bit, a little bit let down by that. You know, the, obviously it's been on this internet thing we've been mentioning. But, you know, the droid with the hidden plans, the giant base that destroys planets... You know, the hero dying at a pivotal uh, moment in the film. Uh, two TIE fighters chasing the Millennium Falcon when it first escapes from the desert planet and so on. And so I was like, these are all beats that, that we've hit before and therefore I felt that the movie was a little bit safe. Um, and I think risk-taking is what the original did so well and certainly Empire Strikes Back did so well. Mm. It's a weird format because... Yeah, when you contrast it to, like, the Ghostbusters film that's about to come out, Mm. like, I sort of think that would be a bit more warmly received if it was a sequel. And what The Force Awakens did, which was really good, it was a quasi-remake, but it continued the story sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it sort of fits in with the story, because it is a very similar story, and it introduced you to a new Luke Skywalker of Rey and, you know, a lot of the same, like, story arc and stuff. But it does it in a like a, a new way. So, I like I didn't mind. I you know, I would have loved a different thing than Adelaide's most hated Starkiller base. Yeah, Starkiller base. Hoth and the Death Star had a baby. They <laughs> <laughs> did. Hoth should always wear protection. Um, <laughs> I, I was reading something. Oh, it was the making of Return of the Jedi uh, book. Which, oh. Books were what the internet used to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, but the making of books, you know, like those big, thick, beautiful... Oh, yeah, like, like a coffee table book. Yeah, yeah. The, the making of books are just so good. And there was actually um, a Lawrence Kasdan proposal to blow up the Death Star 2 was to hyperspace oh. past the shield. Yeah, right, okay. And so he's yeah. kept that idea yeah, yeah, the, for uh, 25 years. Oh, my God, yeah, right. George Lucas style and reintroduced it, which I yeah. thought was very interesting that he just had to... Like, he lost that argument with George Lucas. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, Georgie boy's gone. Guess uh, I'm, I'm hyperspacing onto that planet. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't... There was another theorised thing they were going to do. They had all sketches and it was like that the Resistance had like this giant battering ram ship. Yes, that would right. that would sort of just bust through mm. the force field and then open up and all the ships would come out oh, and attack yeah. that way. That's Which, really cool too. Yeah. Adelaide, would that make you like Star Killer Base more? Mm. Okay. <laughs> we hate it anyway. You know what made me like Star Killer Base more if it was made of a giant potato. And that's all we've got time for. <laughs> <laughs> that's just an Irish... If, Irish, if uh, Starkiller Base was manned by Irish people, that's what would have happened. <laughs> and then we'd, like, use the sun to generate a deep fat fryer and just make <laughs> loads of chips. Mm, I just saw wedges over there in the counter. I'm, I'm oh, my God, I love Irish. the Irish Starkiller Base. That's, <laughs> yes. that's, that's my diet killer base. It's called Fiddly D Killer Base. <laughs> <laughs> To hear the 
full episode along with hundreds of hours of bonus content, I would invite you to check out the Steel Wars Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. For just $3 a month, you get a dedicated RSS feed that easily pastes into any podcast app you use, sending the complete archives of Steel Wars episodes along with bonus Patreon exclusives like movie commentaries, Q&As, and shows like the Making Steel Wars show, which I make exclusively for Patreon members with Jason Ward of MakingStarWars.net, where we try to find the news behind the news. Plus, you'll get the bonus segments from the call-in shows, which sometimes can be over an hour. And as well as all the bonus content, you get that warm glow that you are supporting this show you listen to each week. The idea behind Patreon is if lots of people chip in a little bit of cash, that content producers such as myself can still keep producing for you guys while still being able to feed our very cute Ewok-looking cats. There's a hungry cat involved in this, guys, as well as some sweet, sweet content. Check out all the super fun tiers and all the shows you're missing out on at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. And may that force be with you. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.